politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in to the Mark Harvard Podcast. It is episode 38. I'm so glad you're a part of the show, and thanks for joining this week. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook. You can find the Mark Harvard Podcast over on Facebook, also on Instagram as well, and uh, go find us on Twitter. Yeah, we're over on the Twitters now. Go find us there. Be sure to share us with friends, with family, and maybe even a few enemies. You know, just to love your enemies, this is how you do it. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some things that, that healthy couples don't do. Also, when did the word American become a dirty word? I've got some thoughts on that, and they're messing up Superman with it. I don't know. But uh, before we get into anything else, let me just tell you, we're at that time of year. That time of year where, one, I have to remind everybody that it doesn't matter what you want to call it inside your church. If you've got costumes, if you've got uh, pumpkins, if you've got hay, you're at a Halloween party. I'm just saying. Been saying it for years. But we're also in that time of year where everything is supposed to be pumpkin spiced. Have you have, have you noticed that? I mean, there's cookies now. There's there's cereal. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, a new pumpkin spice sangria has been made with champagne, and it's now out. It's 100 calories per serving. That's just what I want. I want to feel like I want to taste the woods in my sangria. Yeah, it's an apple, a pear, a bottle of champagne, and 10 tablespoons of pumpkin spice skinny syrup or your syrup flavor of choice. Not sure I have a syrup flavor of choice, but you cut the apple and the pear, put them in a glass or a pitcher, pour the champagne, the pumpkin spice skinny syrup into the glass or pitcher, and then you let it soak overnight. And there you go. That's, that's I mean, that's how you make sangria. But why does everything have to be pumpkin spice? I have a friend of mine. Her name is Allison. She At this time of year, I expect multiple texts and tweets and Facebook statuses and everything. I expect multiples of those posts where she just finds the most outrageous pumpkin spice stuff. And she sends it to me because she knows that it annoys me. Yeah, Allison's a good friend. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we're in that mode now where everything is supposed to be pumpkin spice. We're coming up on Halloween. Um, all the haunted, There's even a haunted um, car wash here in my area. A haunted car wash. Um, people are all over, all over social media. You know, it's you know all over the what's happening in page for the area, and they're 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 asking, okay, so am I cool to bring my kids to this, or how bad does it get? And and uh, folks are like, I took my four year old to this, and they cackled the whole way through. They loved it. So yeah, you know, so we we've offered to take to take Jack out there, and he politely because he's Jack, he politely said no, thank you. <laughs> So eh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he gets over that and gets to go see and gets to go uh, go see the haunted car wash. Um, I came across this, and this actually, you know, okay. There's a lot of people that are that are looking for work, or rather, they're looking for workers. Rather, in this day and age, a lot of people. You you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a store without seeing. Hey, openings. We will interview you today. Please come work here. So this story is coming out of uh, of uh, Louisiana, and starting this past week, fast food chain Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, we don't have those around here, but I'm told they're fantastic, 
Uh, they sent about half of their corporate staff out to fill in as fry cooks and cashiers as their locations deal with staffing shortages. Yeah. That that's pretty great. I mean, that's respect there. I respect the CEO that's going to come and 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 you know fry up chicken fingers because he knows his other workers, his normal workers, the ones that are showing up are getting burned out. Uh, Raising Cane's is one of many employers complaining they can't find workers fast enough to fill a surge in job openings. A record 10.9 million reported nationwide in July. Uh, Massive aid from the federal government and the rollout of vaccines have supported an economic recovery, providing customers with a financial wherewithal to spend and the confidence to return to restaurants and bars and shops. So the problem with that is that unemployment benefits dipped, in another, which is another sign that the U.S. job market is is going to recover, but no one is wanting to go back to work. Therefore, restaurants like this Raising Cane's with 530 locations across the country, um, they're they're short staffed. And it, and it's not just restaurants; it's uh you know it's stores, it's hotels. Okay, I was in Memphis, uh, gosh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. It was yeah. It was, it was the very beginning of, of October. I was in Memphis uh, for the weekend, and I stayed at a hotel. Pulled it out into a hotel, and you know when you when you get to a hotel, you realize eh, this isn't the nicest one on the street. But I'm tired, so I'm just gonna stay here. So so I pulled in and I had a reservation, and I go in, and I put my bags down in my room. I get to my room, put my bags down, and I try to turn the TV on. TV does not cut on. And so I called the front desk. I said, well, we don't we don't have a person that fixes that anymore. So we're just going to move you to a different room. I said, okay, sure, fine. So I go, the, they, they send me to the second room. Second room, reeks of cigarette smoke. Nope, can't stay here. So the third room, I go up, and they've moved me to a different floor at this point. Third room, I go up, the key card does not work. in the Like, like the, the key card reader is dead, completely dead. No lights, no nothing. So I go back down, and the woman behind the desk goes, okay, let, let me go up here and check this out. And she gets up there, and sure enough, key card's dead. She goes, some of these are dead, and they haven't finished mapping out what uh, which ones are dead and which ones aren't, so I'm sorry about that. So let's get you one more room. And I got to the fourth room. The, the TV was still it was a little broken in it, but I could still watch TV, so I, finally, I said, you know what? I'll take it. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll do there. But it came down to... The fact that they were so understaffed, when things break, they don't have anybody to fix it. When things, when when someone smokes in a room they're not supposed to smoke in, they don't have the staffing to clean that up. This woman and her manager, who she said the manager had been there since about 8 o'clock that morning, this is 7 o'clock at night. She said the manager was supposed to leave at 5, but we, you know, we we need her. We need her to be this, you know, there to work, help me work at the front desk. As we were walking back from the third room, she said, thank you for being so nice about this. And I'm like, well, you would rather me be happy in a room too, you know? I mean, you know, you'd like for this to go smoothly as well. I'm sure that, you know, there's nothing you can do. And if I complain, you're not in a position to change anything. She goes, thank you. Some people don't realize that. I'm like, yeah, the people that could actually make a difference in this situation, I'll never get to talk to them. So the best thing to do is be nice to the person that might bring me new new washcloths or towels later. She laughed about that. But that's what it comes down to is the people that are showing up to work 
are the people that we should be being very nice to. They're the ones that aren't sitting back and, and hoping for a handout. Those are the people that are actually having a harder time now because they're overworked. They're getting burned out. I, there, there's a restaurant um, here in, in Birmingham. Uh, What's named Chubb Fathers, and the uh, the the uh, they they had three they had three locations. They've closed one location because the guy said that they were so understaffed he was burning out the people that were working there. And he's actually pulled them. He's closed that location, but he's pulled the people that were that were still actually showing up to work in that location. He's pulled them into like the catering side of it. So he's he's taking care of his people. But the people that are showing up to work are the people we need to be nice to. So I say all that to get to have a little patience, have a little grace, act like a grown-up. When we go someplace that is obviously, if, if the service is a little slow, maybe you cut them a break because you realize that there's only two people working all the tables in a restaurant. Yeah, cut them a break a little bit. If something isn't cooked totally perfect, know that the person working the the grill or working the stove is probably on day two of that job because the the last person just stopped showing up. A little bit of grace out there. That's that's what I'm advocating on this. Seriously, yeah. (laughs) So, and that leads me to this story. A restaurant in Tampa... Actually, the Columbia, it's a Cuban restaurant and and a chain. A lot of people have have really great things to say about it. They posted signs in each of their locations, please be kind when you dine. That's because customers have gotten worse and worse and worse and angrier and angrier and more impatient at a time when restaurants are kind of struggling to keep up. So remember this, the wait staff and the kitchen workers are overworked. Cut them some slack and uh, treat them nice because they they want you to be happy. They make money when you are happy and you're doing, you know, you're enjoying your time in their restaurant or in their store because you'll come back and bills get paid. The power company gets their check. Yay. So when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about eight things. I found this this story over on Relevant.com. Eight things healthy couples do not do. Uh, Tom Holland has a new movie out that if you're a video game person, you might really enjoy this. And also... When did American, the term American, when did that become a dirty word? Seriously, when did that become a thing? I mean, I've been I've been yelled at over the years for saying the word holidays instead of Christmas, and I don't know when that became a curse word, but American is being kind of struck from our lexicon and I'm I'm not happy about this. So that's coming up in just a few. Stick around for all that and more. And also don't forget, hey, don't forget to go find us over on social media. Uh Facebook, Instagram, um Twitter. We're on Twitter now. Um go find us all those places uh and like us and follow us. We're a Mark Harvard Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, it's Harvard Podcast at Harvard Podcast. Go f- go find us there. Not a lot there yet. Haven't really done for done that. I finally got the the uh, Twitter account set up this past week. So uh go follow that and share that. Uh, that I would really greatly appreciate it. I'd also appreciate you, you patronizing our sponsors, the folks that you hear us talking about, Excalibur Services, all things new counseling services. You're about to hear from them and uh, give them a call. Let them know that uh, you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thank them for being a sponsor. That would go a long, long way. Stick around. More coming up. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast.
Harvard podcast. You know it's hot outside right now, but pretty soon you're going to be retreating inside and you're going to want to make sure that the air in your house is as clean as possible. And our buddies over at Excalibur Services can help you with that. They can help check your indoor air quality as well as your HVAC system. Air pollution can have a lot of negative effects on your home and your health if it's not properly maintained. And you need to entrust the experts to keep your home safe with the prompt professional attention that you deserve Protect your HVAC system and improve your home's air quality and your family's health by calling Excalibur Services, 205-718-8688, 205-718-8688, and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. We are so happy to have all things new counseling services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly, and life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call All Things New Counseling Services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by the website allthingsnewcounselingservices.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. Don't forget, like I said, patronize our sponsors. Give them a call. Let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship of the podcast because we couldn't do this without people like them and also people like you. Thanks for listening. So, okay, over the years, you know, over all my years in radio, you, you learned that there were different, uh, I guess, landmines out there, thing, you know, phrases you didn't use, uh, phrases that you knew were going to get you in trouble, whether it was rational or not. Uh, one of them over the years was Happy Holidays. For some reason, Happy Holidays became just awful because people said if you wish somebody happy holidays well then why don't you just say merry christmas and i'm like well i'm also i'm i'm also referring to thanksgiving and and new year's and all that those are all holidays it's a plural thing i'm not one's not one doesn't you know follow the other so that one was crazy but this one this one i've got a problem with because over the years however many years superman has been a thing his motto has always been truth justice and the american way well they're doing what they're calling an update to this and and superman he's got a bunch of other catchphrases up up and away this job for superman but since the 40s he's been pretty closely associated with truth justice and the american way that's kind of his mission statement if you will so this past saturday Chief Creative Officer and Publisher of DC, Jim Lee, announced that Superman's new mission statement will be truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. 
In a press statement, DC Comics said that the statement got an update to, quote, better reflect the storylines that we're telling across DC and to honor Superman's incredible legacy of over 80 years of building a better world. So truth, justice, and the American way hasn't always been tied to Superman. The statement was actually birthed during the war effort of the 40s, which I get because, you know, they're trying to use him as kind of a a cheerleader. Yeah, the American way. Yes, it made another appearance during the 50s TV show and when Hollywood was especially eager to prove that it was patriotic, because, you know, you know, communist uh, witch hunts and everything. But the motto underwent a change in the 60s for the new animated New Adventures of Superman series, when Superman declared his belief in truth, justice, and freedom. However, Christopher Reeve, who is the quintessential Superman, brought the American way back. And, you know, Lewis and Clark just went with truth and justice. Uh, Superman Returns went with, with Brandon Routh, went with truth, justice, and all that stuff. So now they're going with truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Now, this is on the heels of us finding out in the comics, and I I know this is ultra nerdy stuff, but Superman's son, John Kent, who also goes by Superman in the the topsy-turvy world of superhero comic book timelines, um, he's coming out as bisexual. So we now have a bisexual Superman. We're trading his... The truth, justice, and American way for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Now, I'll go and tell you, I was not, I'm not a, you know, Superman is great and all, I guess. He's not my favorite. He's a little bland for me. But with that said, there's a heritage here that I feel like you can have the American way without it flying in the, in the, in the face of something else, you know? I mean, they still found ways for Superman to do things worldwide, even though his home was in America. He was an American superhero. If you think about it, that's the same sentiment that you have with Batman in Gotham City. Not a country. It's a city. I get it. But Gotham City, they make a big deal about how he's from Gotham. He's a citizen of Gotham. He's always saving Gotham. Um, you look over at, uh, at let me see, Firestorm was in Pittsburgh. Um, the Flash was Central City, fictional Central City, but they were all very proud of where they were from, and Superman was the same. Does that mean, now it's a different company, does that mean they're going to change out Captain America? And if they do, to what do they change him to? Because that's actually part of his name now. And they've been through a number of, of people inside that suit, so they've kept the Captain America label so what happens there? And eventually, are we going to get to a point where everyone gets represented so much that no one gets represented? You know, everybody gets so bland that no one gets to be identified with a superhero? Because everyone has those superheroes that they, that they, that they, um, they attach themselves to. For me, it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man was funny. Spider-Man was uh, was a kid that was you know just trying to prove himself. I, I, I identified over the years with Spider-Man, but um, but yeah, it, when did American become a dirty word? That's my big question, and why and why are we allowing for this? I just I have issues. I have lots and lots of issues. Um, this was cool. If you're, and I guess I should just recall the, call this second segment the nerd segment because I'm going straight from superhero stuff right into video games. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland, who played Spider-Man, yeah, bringing that back full circle. Uh, Tom Holland 
He, uh, you know, he played Spider-Man all this time. He is starring in a new movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. And get this, it's based on the on the games Uncharted. I've played three of these games, and they're actually really good, and I can see them making a movie. The plot line is really good for him. So he's playing Drake. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is playing uh, Sully, uh, the grizzled mentor of Nathan Drake. Uh, who's like an amateur treasure hunter. He tours the world solving ancient mysteries, collecting whatever fortunes. He's kind of a Tomb Raider sort of sort of character. And so the trailer's out. Dialogue's a little hokey, but, you know, it is a video game adaptation. And I want it to be good. This is a game that I, when I played the game, I thought this would make a great movie. And so many times we've been let down by video game movies that were horrible. Uh, the old Mario Brothers from back in the day was was horrendous. Um, Rampage was not good <laughs> at all. So, but I feel like there's there's hope for this one. So uh, maybe maybe that's gonna be a thing. I don't know. Hmm. I, I'll I may have to I may go see that myself. I don't know. Uh, my wife and I we we enjoy a lot of the same movies, but sometimes we'll hit that level of nerdiness that. Um, that she 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 can't really buy into. I don't know. Uh, I did come across this article though, and ma- and making her go is something that a healthy couple does not do. <laughs> I came across this over on Relevant Magazine. It was a list of eight things that healthy couples don't do. Think about this when in re- in regards to your marriage, maybe your relationship. One, they don't post negatively about each other on social media. Amen. That's something twelve year olds do. Adults don't do that. You don't get you know attention. And for yourself and, you know, pull others into whatever disagreement you're having. It's a unified front on social media. Come on. Two, you don't, you know, you make their career a priority rather than their relationship. Career is important. Yeah. But if, as you're being pulled in every direction imaginable, something in your life has to be sacrificed and that something cannot be your relationship. So you can't, you know, let that fall toward other things. Number three, have all their together time with technology. If you're sitting there, you know, put the kids to bed, you're sitting there uh, on your phones, your computers, then you're not really spending time together. Some of the best dates my wife and I have ever, ever had have involved us going someplace and just sitting there and talking at a restaurant. It's the best. I love those things. Uh, number four, avoid hard subjects. You got to talk about the hard stuff. It can't all be... I'll be, you know, just rainbows and, and unicorns. Number five, punish one another. You don't punish one another. You don't withhold affection. You don't uh, give the silent treatment. Healthy couples know when it's good to take a break from a disagreement, but also know how to come back together and find a resolution. Number six, withhold forgiveness. Relationships run on forgiveness. You can't have a healthy relationship without abundant forgiveness. And the best relationships forgive quickly and frequently. Number seven, say yes to everything. That's the other. That's the other side of that. You can't just be a yes man. If you agree on everything, then one of you is redundant and not needed. And finally, healthy couples don't give up when things are hard, even when things are really hard. If your spouse is important to you, you get through it. Quitting is never an option for healthy couples. A freaking men. That is huge. Um, sometimes you know trust gets betrayed, and I understand that things happen. But you don't just throw in the towel. You fight for it. Um, absolutely. I mean, as someone who's been through some heavy stuff, 
with a with a relationship. And I mean, and that my healthy stuff was like life threatening illnesses for my first wife. Uh, she passed away from cancer, and um, things were hard. At one point, she actually gave me an out. We were engaged. We knew she was sick, and we were sitting uh, in a food court of a mall, actually. And she she started crying, and she said, "I'm giving you, I'm giving you an out. If I I want you to break up with me because you you deserve better than this." And of course, because I'm not a jerk, and because I loved her very very much, I told her, "No, we're not doing that. That's and and don't bring it up again. No." I reject your preemptive breakup. That is not something that we are doing. <laughs> We're not doing that. So I hope you had a great week. I my week was fantastic. We my, my little boy, his his school every year goes to a pumpkin patch. And this is not like a just hey, it's a big big field full of pumpkins. This is like a place that they've set up all these these things for kids to climb on and there's a zip line and all that. So cool. And this year, you know, Jack is four. This year, we actually got a chance to see him interact with his friends. Last year, it was all about mommy and daddy being there with him and helping him climb on the on the, the, tr- the tire swing and watch me on the zip line. This year, Jenny and I were both there, and we were essentially his ride. He did not need us. He found two of his little friends, and the three of those jokers just walked around this place like they owned it. And it was so cool to watch. <laughs> I'm like, hey, he's like a real person and he has friends and everything. That is awesome. I love seeing this. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, you know, it was fun to watch. You never know. Everybody says you're going to miss these days. And of course you are. Uh, their part, I mean, Apple, I mean, the, 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 the events, the, uh, memories, the, uh, the Facebook memories, uh, every couple of days I'll come up with a picture from three years ago of Jack and he's tiny. And I'm like, Oh, I remember when he was like that, but I remember, then I remember how cool he is now. And I'm, you know, he's, he's kind of cool. Sorry. Yeah. This segment has basically been me being a nerd and fawning over my kids. So I hope that's what you came here for. Cause that's what you got. <laughs> All right. So that does for me. Stick around for more stuff in the coming weeks. I've got a few things in the hopper that I cannot wait to tell you about. T's aren't crossed, I's aren't dotted, so I can't really go into a whole lot of detail, but it's it's cool stuff. So uh, be sure to keep an ear out for that. Also, once again, don't forget to follow us over on social media. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and now on Twitter at Harvard Podcast. Uh, on Twitter. So go find us and follow us there. Don't forget also share it with friends, share it with family, and uh, be sure to leave a review. That helps us out as well. And don't forget to uh, check out our sponsors, Excalibur Heating and Cooling, Excalibur Services, and also all things new counseling services. Uh, life can be difficult sometimes, can be a little crazy. Charmin and the gang over at All Things New Counseling Services, they are going to help you make some sense of it all. So give them a call and uh, tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard podcast. That does it for me. I am getting out of here. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next Friday at 7 a.m. for the Mark Harvard podcast. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard podcast.